1: As research and science has evolved, we now have wonderful randomized controlled trials that really support the earlier that we give allergenic foods to babies and keep it in the diet. That's our best path towards preventing food allergy.
0: Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. All right, tell me how you're doing with the introduction of allergenic foods for your baby. Some of you guys might be like, Katie, I'm fine. Leave me alone, whatever. But (laughs) there are some parents and caregivers for whom introducing allergenic foods can be a really scary part of the transition to solid foods for their baby. And While it's still very unlikely that your baby will develop a food allergy, food allergies are on the rise. And there's still so much that we do not know about food allergy prevention and risk. But every day and week and month and year, we really are learning more and more from research and updated guidelines formed by expert committees. And all of this is helping to make things a little bit more clear, a little bit less hazy. Now, for allergenic food introduction, and those of you who are listening who might be fearful about doing this, One thing that I always ask parents to remember, and I find it helps ease their mind, is knowing this fact. The one thing you can do to lower the risk of your baby developing a food allergy is to introduce allergenic foods early and often. Now, I spend a lot of time on the podcast and in my teaching programs, teaching families and caregivers, healthcare practitioners, daycare providers, how to safely introduce allergenic foods with food. Okay, you do not have to buy expensive, gimmicky supplement programs that sell you powders or stick packs or mix-ins for allergen introduction. Okay, babies can learn to eat real food versions of allergenic foods. And so in today's episode, I'm bringing back five previous guests who've all been on the podcast, all of whom specialize in food allergy research and practice. And these are some of the leading experts in food allergy from around the world. And I want to share their tips or have them share their tips to inspire you to stick with it when it comes to introducing allergenic foods early and often. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that as a registered dietitian specializing in baby-led weaning, I am a stickler for only bringing on the leading credentialed feeding experts to talk about medical issues related to infant feeding. It is so important that we are getting our information about feeding babies from credentialed, reputable, and evidence-based sources. Not from bloggers, not from influencers, not from supplement companies who scare you into thinking your baby can't eat real food. So, with no further ado, I want to share these five food allergy prevention tips from feeding experts. All right, first up, coming right out of the gate strong with Dr. David Stukas. He is on social at allergy kids doc. If you are not already following him, please do. He has Such an incredible way of conveying really complex information in a way that makes it like simple and actionable for parents to do. He is a pediatric allergist who specializes in food allergies. He runs all of the food allergy training at Nationwide Children's Hospital. And I am so grateful that he's here to share some tips about food allergy prevention.
1: We have done an amazing job as pediatricians and allergists at simply scaring the hell out of parents everywhere. And the reason why is because 20 years ago, We thought it was the best advice to avoid giving certain foods. The recommendations were give no dairy until one, no eggs till two, no nuts or seafood till three. And if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, don't eat anything at all because you're going to cause your kid to have food allergies. Well, it turns out that there wasn't much evidence to support that. It made sense based upon our understanding of the immune system at the time. As research and science has evolved, we now have wonderful randomized controlled trials that really support the earlier that we give allergenic foods to babies and keep it in the diet, let them eat it, don't rub it on the skin, we wanna let them eat it, expose it to the immune system through the gut, and keep it in the diet on a consistent basis. That's our best path towards preventing food
0: allergy. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com weaning and get 10% off your first month. I love any opportunity to learn from Dr. Stukas, and I love his down-to-earth and practical recommendations for parents and caregivers. Next up is Karina Venter. She is a registered dietitian and a PhD. She's an international researcher, a leading expert, who is here reminding us that there is absolutely no data to support the recommendation to wait three to five days between new foods.
2: So the interesting thing is, I work very closely with Dr. Ruchi Gupta, who recently published a paper on this, indicating that up to about 30% of pediatricians still advise families to follow this advice, um, i.e. waiting three to five days between trying new foods. And so when we went back and tried to find where this originates from, we cannot actually find the original data, but it is clearly the advice that is currently displayed and available on the American Academy of Pediatric website and also on the Center for Disease Control website. So the AAP and the CDC um, still advise parents to wait three to five days between introducing new foods. And um, we are hoping that they will be reviewing this advice soon.
0: And Karina's been on the podcast a number of times, and I'm so grateful for her sharing her expertise. She's an internationally renowned expert in pediatric food allergies. And she's come on to talk about milk ladders and egg ladders. And I've had the fortune to be learning from her. Actually, the whole last year, I've been enrolled in an advanced level food allergy training course taught by Karina and Marion Croach, who is going to be on the podcast as well. So I love just being able to bring them into the podcast and have them share like little snippets of some of the bigger concepts that we're learning in our pediatric food allergy class for dietitians. So next up is Dr. Ruchi Gupta. Like, I couldn't believe it when she said yes, when I invited her to be on the podcast. She's very, very well known in the world of pediatric food allergies. And I think pediatric food allergy researchers are really unique, or at least the ones that I've had the good fortune to make connections and relationships with and then have on the podcast and work with in other facets because they're like normal people. Because I was like so scared when I was gonna meet Dr. Gupta, an interviewer. And I was like, oh my God, she's totally cool. And like a mom who happens to work in a really cool area of research. So I hope you enjoy this tip from Dr. Ruchi Gupta. She is also the author of a book called Food Without Fear. And I'm gonna to link to all of these experts, previous interviews, plus their resources on the show notes page for this episode. If you go to blwpodcast.com 228, you can find everything linked up there. Here's Dr. Ruchi Gupta. So introduce peanut products early, kind of went over how, get it into their diet, you know, not their first food, of course, but early in that six month period. And if your baby is high risk, get them to an allergist at four months, even introducing earlier, getting it in their diet may truly prevent their allergy. And as far as the other foods go, you know, there is no data on it. Like I said, we're doing a large study to look at the other foods, but we do encourage a diverse diet. I think it's so important. So if you're comfortable introducing some of the other allergenic foods, do it early in life. She's awesome. I have like five other topics I want to have her back on to talk about in food allergy in the future. But next up is Dr. Liam Omani. He is the microbiome guy, and sometimes it's a little hard to make the concept of microbiome very interesting, but it's linked to this notion of diet diversity. And in 2016, I created the 100 First Foods approach to starting solid foods with baby led weaning, and the whole 100 First Foods phenomenon and enterprise has really caught on. It's been just fascinating watching parents and caregivers experience this really important milestone with their babies all over the globe. But the notion of the 100 first foods ties in to diet diversity. And you guys are going to be hearing more and more about diet diversity because everyone you heard on the podcast today, with the exception of Stukas actually, and Dr. Sunak who's coming up, but the other three researchers, they're doing tons of stuff showing the importance of introducing a greater, 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 bigger variety of foods than babies traditionally eat. And there's only beneficial things when we can get your baby to eat a lot of different foods. So next up is Dr. Liam Omani. He's going to be talking a little bit about diet diversity, which helps for lots of things, including your baby's microbiome.
2: Karina Venter has recently shown that diversity, even during pregnancy, is important. And particularly diversity in fruits and veg. It's not diversity in fast foods. <laughs> it's <laughs> really, you know, it's diversity in the foods that we all know are, you know, in theory, healthy and good for us. And I guess we're, that's what we're doing. We're starting to put some science behind this to actually identify, well, how are these foods healthy? And it seems by giving a wide diversity of these types of foods, as well to the mom, as well to the infant, you're driving all these different types of bacteria and you're supporting them and you get a wide breadth of metabolites that are made that really support the immune system effectively. So diversity in all walks of life is so good for your system.
0: I love Dr. Omani. And one funny story is that when I was interviewing him the first time, I was like, his name is spelled like O-Mahoney. And I was like, can you just please tell me how to pronounce your name so I don't mess it up on the podcast? And he was like, oh, well, if you're American, you can just call me O'Mahoney," And I was like, no, dude, like, tell me, how do you say your name in Ireland? He's like, it's Omani. I was like, all right, he's Dr. Omani. So final expert. He's last but not least, certainly Dr. Ron Sunog. So a lot of you guys have gotten to know Dr. Sunog. If you've listened to the podcast, he is At this point, I can call him a friend. We've never actually met in real life. We have an entire course together on introducing allergenic foods. I've done a ton of Instagram lives and a lot of podcast episodes and lots of other cool work with Dr. Sunog, but he is a medical doctor. He's a pediatrician. He specializes in helping families use food to introduce allergenic foods. Like how novel. Like when you find a pediatrician who not only like likes nutrition and then is like really up on the food allergy guidelines and also has written a book called Eat the Eight, so the big eight or the big eight allergenic foods that account for about 90% of food allergy recently, sesame was added. So now there's technically nine, but Dr. Sunog has like such a cool way of communicating both with practitioners and like he's really big on helping pediatricians share with families these new guidelines about early introduction. And they're not that new, but a lot of pediatricians still aren't doing it. But he also has a great job of explaining some more complex concepts to parents. And so that's why I love teaching with him and working with him in our course, Eat the Eight is all about how to introduce allergenic foods safely to babies using food because we know the reality. You guys are out there getting tons of pressure from supplement companies that are scaring you into thinking that babies can't eat allergenic foods and you need to buy all this expensive, gimmicky supplement junk instead of feeding food. And we're big advocates for food. So I just want to close out this episode with a little bit of inspiration from Dr. Ron Sunog, author of Eat the Eight.
2: In May of 2021, a group of allergy experts did a big review looking at everything we know about food allergy prevention. And the authors of the study included Karina Venter and Dr. Rushi Gupta, both again, friends of yours and friends of the podcast, and also Dr. Leung, who I just mentioned, and of course, who else? Dr. Gideon Lack. And they emphasized that the things you can do to prevent allergy include keeping your baby's skin healthy, And Katie, you're going to like this one. Eat a diverse diet during pregnancy and feed your baby a diverse diet, including the allergens. Okay, so this is somewhat repetitive. But again, they did a review and uh, looked at all the information we have and found that there's just a lot of strong evidence for this. They also found that a healthy microbiome that's having the right friendly germs on the skin and in the digestive tract Seem to play a role. But on that front, we need a lot more study to know really how we recommend that to families.
0: Well, I hope that little mashup of inspiration from five different food allergy feeding experts is encouraging you to stay the course, stick with it when it comes to introducing allergenic foods early and often. You have the power to help reduce risk. There's nothing we can do to completely eliminate the risk but I do like knowing like, all right, what does the research show as far as like steps that I actually have control over, right? Because there's a lot of things, especially with regards to genetics and environment that we cannot control when it comes to food allergy risk. But something we do have control over is making sure our babies eat safe versions of allergenic foods early and often. So for more information about all of the experts that you heard about from today's episode, I'm going to link all the resources up plus their previous episodes. If you want to just like Get down and dirty with learning about Allergenic Food Introduction for Your Baby. Go to the show notes page for this episode at blwpodcast.com forward slash 228. And thank you so much for listening.
1: Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night.